There's something new on Airs LA every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshita, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Partially Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Braille Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you tips and information to help you to cope while living with low vision. Visit a low vision rehabilitation center. The most effective way to begin your rehabilitation, enabling you to do those things that you want to do and need to do in your life, is to visit a low vision rehabilitation center. Low vision rehabilitation centers are located throughout the country in most of the major cities. These are often nonprofit organizations that have a team of professionals that are trained specifically to help people with low vision. Many of these organizations are nonprofit, which means that they offer extended discounts, they offer financial assistance, or they may even have grants and scholarships to have people with low income. But all of these agencies do have to stay in business, and this does not mean that everything is completely free. One of the things that's very, very helpful is that many government programs are very, very helpful in paying for a lot of these services. For example, Medicaid and Medicare will pay for part of the examinations, and they may often pay for some of those low vision aids. As far as some of the other types of services are available, the Medicaid and Medicare may also cover that. For each person, it's going to be dependent on your plan and your own personal situation. Now, the first thing that typically happens at these low vision rehabilitation centers is that you basically will call and make an appointment. There, an intake coordinator will speak to you and they'll try to find out a bit more about what has been happening. They want to know how long it has been that you have suffered from the vision loss. The reason for this is that the treatment is going to be a bit different for a person who was born with this condition as compared to an adult who has just acquired the condition. They want to find out if you have any other types of medical problems. We find that many times a medical condition that is not under control can actually make one's vision worse. So by controlling the medical condition, it could often improve some of the vision. We want to find out your living situation. Do you live alone or do you live with someone else? Are there others who can help you in certain situations? And perhaps it would be helpful for your family members or your friends or your roommates to also come so that they can better understand what's happening with your vision. The reason for this is that many times friends and family, they really don't understand vision impairment. They often might think that you're just trying to get a little bit of attention or you're trying to get out of doing your bit of work. So it's very important that friends and families also attend. Now after the appointment is made, you usually will then visit with the caseworker. The caseworker will ask you many questions and really just try to get an understanding of what are those things that are difficult for you to do. You might have difficulties with transportation. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's employment. Whatever it is, these caseworkers often help you. There are many different types of benefits available for people who are visually impaired. If a person is visually impaired and also qualifies for different types of financial assistance, some might qualify for supplemental security income from the Social Security Administration, or if you have been employed in the past, you may also qualify for Social Security disability income. 
They may help you to apply for different types of health insurance, such as Medicaid or Medicare. So there's many things that the caseworker can then do. After the caseworker evaluates you, you're then usually then going to be seen by the low vision doctor. These low vision doctors are generally low vision optometrists. They will perform a very unique specialized type of examination that will be very different than the examinations that you have had in the past. With a low vision examination, the doctor himself or herself will spend approximately 60 to 90 minutes with you performing different tests to try and to improve your vision with the use of low vision aids, customized glasses, filters, prisms, and other times simple exercises. During this examination, the emphasis is to try to identify what are your visual strengths and weaknesses and how to improve that. Unlike a typical eye examination that only looks at the tissues of your eye, the low vision examination is really there to try to enhance your remaining vision. Now the low vision examination is usually going to end in which the doctor will tell you what he or she has found and they usually will prescribe some type of visual aid for you. In many cases, this visual aid might only be something that's going to be used for one particular activity. In other words, in most cases of low vision, if you need a device that's going to help you to reduce the problems with glare, well that device might be specifically for that. That pair of glasses would not be something that you would use if you're trying to read. So typically the doctor will perform one particular goal setting task. In other words, during that first examination, whatever you tell the doctor is your greatest concern, he or she will probably work on that. For most people, it's reading, and there's many, many options to assist with that. After the doctor has completed the examination, the doctor will then determine what is your visual status. The doctor will determine whether you are classified as being partially sighted or legally blind. Now, it's important not to get overly concerned if the doctor states that you are legally blind. This does not mean that you're going to become totally blind, or it does not mean that you are blind. It basically just tells the government and all of the other agencies that your vision measures 20 over 200. What that means is that with a pair of glasses in your better eye, if you could only see 2200 or worse, you're entitled to many, many more benefits and services. The doctor would then usually give that information back to the caseworker and the caseworker could help you to sign up for different programs. For example, there's programs where you might be able to get free telephones in the state that you live in. These are large print telephones that make it easy to dial. You can apply for newspapers that are on the telephone. So you can apply and listen to different newspapers from throughout the country on your phone without having to read. There's also large print newspaper subscriptions. There's discounts for different types of utilities. There's free 411 directory assistance. There's also financial benefits, and you could also apply to receive free books from the National Library Service. So there's many types of things that the caseworker may then do. The doctor will then take you to one of their technicians, and the technician will then teach you how to use these visual aids. It's important to remember that you've used your vision in a particular way for most of your life, and when you're using the new glasses or the new optical aid, many times you're learning to use a different part of your eye. 
With most eye conditions, there's an area that has become damaged, and that's why your vision is weaker. So, the technicians will then teach you how to use the other parts of the eye, and you'll typically will go home doing some of these exercises for a couple of weeks. When you then return, the doctor will then go ahead and prescribe different types of visual aids to help you with other goals. Maybe you want to see the opera, or perhaps you want to go fishing and you're having difficulties seeing inside the water. Maybe you're having difficulties with cooking. Whatever it is, the doctor will address that on subsequent visits. The low vision staff also contains many types of specialized teachers. These teachers are certified experts in the area of rehabilitation. This includes orientation and mobility teachers who might go to your home and make certain that you have sufficient lighting so that you could walk out of your front yard safely. For other people, it may mean learning new techniques to walk safely, or for others, it might be even using different types of canes to help. There's also independent living skills teachers that could teach you to do other things in the home. Maybe you're having a hard time identifying your clothing because you don't see colors quite as well. Well, sometimes it just might mean that you need better lighting in your closet, and they can help you with this. Or perhaps you're having difficulties with cooking. While the independent living skills team will often help you to cook, they could teach you new strategies to cook. They can mark your oven and stove so you know what temperature it is, or they could mark your other appliance so that you could do your laundry and other things independently. And lastly, the low vision team also often consists of counselors and psychologists. Low vision could be a very, very difficult thing for yourself as well as your friends and family that live with you. A caseworker and a psychologist may do a screening. At that point, they may often give you a lot of different types of recommendations. They might hand you literature for the family members to read, or might even set up some different types of sessions. It could be individual counseling sessions, it could be group sessions, it could be family sessions. So for each case, it's quite unique. So overall, the first step in getting back into doing those things that you need to do is to visit Low Vision Rehabilitation Center. There's different low vision rehabilitation centers throughout the country, and to find help, you might call the Lighthouse International in New York, and they are at www.lighthouse.org. In Los Angeles, there's the Center for the Partially Sighted, and they are at www.low-vision.org. And in the Midwest, you have Spectrios, S-P-E-C-T-R-I-O-S, and that's at www.spectrios.org. If you call any of these agencies, they would also be happy to refer you to other comprehensive low vision agencies that are in your area. So I hope this is helpful to you, and please tune in next week when we bring you more information to help you to cope while living with low vision. For Airs LA, this is Dr. Bill Takeshita. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print-impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. 